episode 262 of the All the Books Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning, and I'm excited to be recording another All the Books Nights. Nights. We're recording late this time. You believe this is our latest recording? I do believe so, yeah. I'd have to have Roger pull some files on that, but I, I know we've done, a, we've done several Nights episodes, but yeah. this, is, uh, this is probably the latest. I'm feeling free. Yeah. I'm feeling loose. How about you? How yeah, you feeling? Yeah, good. I was planning to actually uh, go to bed early, but you know what? It's never happened. Is in my that life. true? I don't know why I was planning this. Is that no, true? No, I was going to take some Zquil. Oh, jeez. That crap is it's terrible. Oh yeah. I, I had to wake up early for a uh, a mobile mechanic to come to my house and fix my coil suspension. Oh, wait, 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 wait. He's like making house calls like a doctor from 1952. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. the thing. Apparently, okay. he's doing a big business right I, now too. Yeah, I imagine. Uh, so he had to come and fix my coil suspensions, which have been rusted through and busted since March. Yeah, I didn't want to uh, say anything, but they're pretty bad. So he said he'd be here between uh, 9 and 10 sure. today, and I couldn't fall asleep last night, so I only got like five hours of sleep. And if you think he came during the 9 <laughs> end of that, you'd be wrong. No. So I, I just didn't get much sleep. But you know what? It's fine. I'm doing good. I just wrote a whole outline for a storm spotlight on my X-Men podcast. Wow. Okay. Productive. So, productive jazzed, into the night yeah i'm ready mm-hmm. to podcast so let's talk storm let's no 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 uh, no no no, no. In 1975 mm. i hate i'm so sorry i hate to do this but that's for your other podcast yeah okay. today today we're in we're in a back to school mood you know whether we like it or not schools in I session don't like it. i know you don't so uh we're gonna be looking back at what was hip what was cool when eric and i started school so stay tuned for a little blast from well, the past yeah that's true but okay. i actually i did preschool well, yeah, I did preschool too, but that's why we settled okay, on we kindergarten. We settled okay. on kindergarten years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Okay. Uh, well, let's uh, let's dive into some uh, bookmark. All right. Bookmark. Uh, created by Len Wein and Dave Cockrum. Uh, that storm she first appeared in Giant Size X Men number one. I think one. you're still doing storm. I'm. I think oh, you're still doing true. storm. That's true. Yeah, but you know, uh, we so do have a lot read, of storm in our in our collection. So that's yeah, maybe I, that's a good advertisement. We do, don't we? We have the uh the Greg Pack yep. Storm series, so sure that's do. like two volumes. Yeah. Of which I finished for I my bookmark. I, I read volume two, Bring mm-hmm. the Thunder by Greg Pack. Bring that thunder. It's good. This is the series I would give to somebody who wants a storm solo series and doesn't really know much about her. There's some pretty good standalone stuff in here, some fun action. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, skip that 1990s, uh, <laughs> 1996 miniseries by Warren Ellis. Okay. So, yeah. I'll take it right off uh, the reading list. But we do have graphic novels on Overdrive and Libby. That's fine, yeah, because Overdrive and Libby have a whole bunch of Black Hammer comics by yeah. Jeff Lemire. So I'm getting back in, and I'm going to catch up with Black Hammer. So I read Sherlock Frankenstein and the Legion of Evil and uh, Black Hammer, Streets of Spiral, didn't really love either one of those. That's because I tend to care more about the Black Hammer main story yeah. that's going on. I also read some Jonah Hex via uh, the DC app. That's fun. Which may not be long-lived. Yeah, boy. And, uh, it's a curio from a bygone era. Yeah, and still uh, I, I fell behind on my uh, my reading plan with uh, oh my gosh. book five of The Wheel of Time. So I'm still I, doing that. I feel like me and, and the All the Books listeners have not been a good accountability partner for you on this I... uh, <laughs> reread of, or no, yeah, read yeah, of uh, Wheel yeah, of Time I, there. I stumbled in my, my reading you of uh, The Fires from Heaven. Yeah. Boy, that title sure lends, uh, lends itself to this analogy, too. Yeah. yeah, it does. That we're doing. 
Sure does. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, every time I pick it up, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's just I I've been trying to read all these comics because I've only got, I'm I've got these subscriptions. So. Yeah, I get it. Also. Kendra and I got to watch the first episode of uh, Lovecraft Country. Oh, okay. Which pr- premiered Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it takes some liberties with the story, mm-hmm. uh, but it's pretty good. Kendra was very tensed up during it because, again, just like the book, there's some of that Lovecrafting horror, yeah. which, sure, is scary. Yep. But then there's also that very real racist, racist American horror. So when, you know, our three characters are running out of town because a bunch of uh, white supremacists are chasing them, it's a pretty intense scene. I bet. And then sometimes maybe a Lovecraftian monster or two will show up. Remind, me, yes, who, remind me who the author on the book is? Matt Ruff. All right. That was a book that was different than what I thought it was going to be because it wasn't just one story from beginning to end. Yeah. It was a whole bunch of, like, stories that were happening throughout and then it all kind of connects okay so you switch back and forth between characters and times and everything so kind of read like a bunch of short stories that became part of a longer story but the actress who played black canary in birds of prey oh is it journey smollett yes i didn't recognize her because she doesn't have like that black canary hair yeah yeah. from from the movie i remember her back from like the full house days or uh, more more recently like friday night lights Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm always a fan of hers. All uh, right, well, that sounds like quite a quite a haul you've had there. Yeah, I would suggest if if you haven't read the book Lovecraft Country, you know, I still recommend it. But if you haven't and you want to watch the show, the show is pretty cool. Uh, looks like HBO put a good amount of money behind it. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, it it will scratch some of that horror and also uh, real life, uh, modern day things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. I finished a one of the graphic novels from our junior graphic novel section. So my son is, um, re- like, his reading, I feel like, has really amped up, probably because of our quarantine times where we've just <laughs> been home a lot. But, I mean, he's right. he's been able to read more and more and more, and he's been really getting into comic books. So I've been going through our uh, junior uh, graphic novel collection. Mm-hmm. And he'd been, he'd been reading one called Diana, Princess of the Amazons by Shannon Hale. And this is about mm-hmm. Wonder Woman as a child. Uh, right. Being being sad that she's the only child on Paradise Island, so sure. she kind of makes a friend, and then antics ensue. But it was yeah. good; it, it was fun. You know, the cover has her in a more traditional, like at least the color scheme, and that was better than the art on the inside, which only has everybody like in white robes. I kind of miss like the Wonder Woman colors, and so yeah. it seems like after the book was done, they were like, mm, "We need a little something splashier on the cover." So I thought that was kind of funny, right. but. No, you know, I enjoyed it as an adult, and I think there's a lot there for, you know, the intended age to enjoy, too. So, again, it's Diana Princess Princess of the Amazons by Shannon Hale. Finished that Grisham Mm -hmm. book that I've been working on, The Reckoning. And this was one of the few times where, like, I finished it, I marked it red as Goodreads, but I didn't click a star rating because I'm still mulling it over. Because So it's set in the 40s. It opens. I mean, and this is the synopsis, so I'm not giving anything away here. It opens. Right with this man killing his pastor and you spend the whole first third of the book going through like the trial and the aftermath and all that and the whole time uh the the man won't give any defense at all he won't say anything right and so it's just like a really long time without any information that you need to have right and then Mm -hmm. we have the second the second part is all of a flashback to his time in world war ii which is interesting but he's pretty irrelevant to the rest of the story. 
And then the third set is sort of the aftermath of the trial, like back mm -hmm. in the present days, and just sort of goes through all the fallout from the actual event. And you don't find out the the things that you want to know. You don't find out people's motivations until the last, like, maybe 10 pages of the book. And the book's pushing 500 right. pages. So it's just like, <laughs> it was intriguing. But I just don't know that, like, the format really suited it. Because I fully believe that you could pull out the whole middle section of World War II and not miss a beat. Mm -hmm. Like, you just wouldn't be like, but what about... It doesn't answer anything. It's good. Right. Like, it's a good section. But I just feel like as a book, structurally, something is missing to sort of pull it all together. So I'm kind of leaning towards a two-star. When did this come out? It's newer. Because I remember it on... It's newer? Yeah. Oh, maybe it'll be on the bestsellers list. No, it's not now. that new. He's got... He's okay. got, I think the Guardians and Camino Wins came after that, but, um, okay. you know, it's within the last it's couple of years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. On the fence about it. I'm very on the fence about it. I'm currently okay. reading Black... You know, I can't do yeah. that. If, if I finish a book, yeah. I can't go to sleep without hitting red <laughs> and giving it a star rating. Yeah. Because I think, what if I die in my sleep? And no one will know. No huh. one will know. No one will care, in, no matter what I do. I would but care. I, I do think, like, I can't. I can't have Goodreads... I can't have mm. my internet legacy being like, oh, I guess he never finished that book. Yeah. I wonder if he would have liked it or not. Well, if people wonder, you you can tell the story for me, okay? Okay, yeah. Uh, but I think I'm... not sure. I, you know, I think I'm leaning towards two. It's just hard because mm -hmm. I was in it the whole time. I'm just disappointed right. with the... Anyway. Currently reading <laughs> Black Panther by Jack Kirby. This, oh, early Black Panther. Yeah, this is the first Black Panther solo series. And I kind of thought before I picked it up that this was like the introduction of Black Panther. It's very much not. And in fact, I've read stories earlier in like the, the Black Panther legacy. But this is the first time that Black Panther gets his own title. Uh, written and illustrated by Jack Kirby. And it just throws you in. I mean, it gives you nothing. You know, it's it's not a number one that's a very welcoming place for people who aren't super familiar with the character to come into. And, of course, I've seen the movie and I read some of the Ta-Nehisi Ta Coates Black Panther and have, you know, seen him in other things. But I would have liked a little bit more of, like, an intro into what we're doing here because uh, it really tosses you in the deep end and it's, and it's like, weird Kirby stuff. Anyway, we'll see. I'm having a good time. It looks good. Uh, then I'm reading Oath of Office by Mark Cameron. This is a Jack Ryan book uh, set in, you know, the Tom Clancy, Jack Ryan universe. I've uh, heard of this universe. Have you now? And finally, yes. I'm, and this is the end of the era, era so it's, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to talk about, but I'm reading Mirror's Edge by Carol Davis. And this is the final Quantum Leap book. Oh, The final no. Quantum Leap book. And what's unusual about it is that's the way it's billed. It mm -hmm. says right on the cover, like, the, the epic conclusion to, you know... And normally, uh, like, tie-in fiction doesn't do that. Right. And Quantum Leap itself was one of those things where it was, like, abruptly canceled, and so it really doesn't resolve, which is very frustrating. Very frustrating. Mm -hmm. But a few weeks ago, when we did the Star Trek book club, we got to talking about Enterprise, which led us to Scott Bakula, which led us to Quantum Leap. Uh, and so it was kind of like, oh, hey, I still have one more Quantum Leap book to read, so... That's what I'm doing. I also wanted to mention to you, Eric, after our conversation about fandom last week, uh, that I, my wife and I, completed the Jurassic Park one portion of the Lego Jurassic World game, and it was hey. a lot. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We're currently playing through uh, the Lost World, uh, 
uh, in Lego form. And it is surprising how much about that movie I do not remember. Because the first one, I was like beat for beat. Like, okay, all right. My wife had to remind me a few times, you know. She'd be like, well, Malcolm has to get the torch. What's happening, you know. Mm-hmm. But Lost World, we're both a little like, hmm. It's been, a, it's been a minute since we did it. But honestly, I know you're not a huge Lego game fan. I think mm-hmm. you might. I think you might like this one because I, mean, I like you get, the Star Wars ones. You get to play as all the characters. It's most of the real voices, and and when you free dinosaurs or whatever, you get to play as the dinosaurs. Mm. I'm telling you, I think I think you might dig it. Well, I think I might have access to it. Ooh, I, sh- I share I share my Steam library with my uncle, and for some reason, he owns all the Lego games. They're fun. They're like a good mindless fun. I'm 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 always a fan of those. Though I do miss the days when you could when either the cutscenes were very short or you could skip them because sometimes I, it's like, I yeah yeah. Yeah, I miss when they were um, pantomime. Yeah, I do too. I don't like the talking. Uh, and yeah, now with all just the voice, and then you just hear the same voice clips while you're playing over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was close. Yeah. Oh, that was close. Yeah. Yeah, I, know. I miss I miss the early uh, Lego Star Wars games where it was just like Padme breathing heavily and then she yeah. dies <laughs> yeah. because she just gave birth. Wow, that was a dark example, but it's, it's funny. Very in a Lego dark situation. Yeah, don't watch the scene and that is the that's okay. funny. All right, yeah, it sounds funny. Um, oh, no. All right, that's uh, that's it for my book, Mark. Let's take a look at some book news. Look into the future to see what it proves. It's time for book news. Right, okay. The, the first thing I have she to was admit. originally a combination of two characters Dave Cockrum had a, planned originally. Now I know you're talking about Storm, but I actually kind of want to know the answer to that. What? Well, you're gonna have to listen to the episode. Oh, this is all. Yeah, this is all backdoor piloting on my wait, end. Wait, wait. I was just gonna say, are we just recording right now so you can just <laughs> draw attention to your side hustle? All right. Listen, I want to talk to you, Eric, right now about the uh, YA phenomenon, Midnight Sun, uh, the latest addition into the Twilight series. Yeah, go ahead. And I fervently believe with my heart that of the, let me let me get the exact number here. Uh-huh. Okay, in its first week, it sold more than a million copies. In, in the UK, over a three-day windows, it sold mm-hmm. 62,000. Of those million plus, how many of those do you think are actual teens? Because I would guess somewhere in the oh, ballpark yeah, I... of zero. <laughs> that would yeah, be my guess. I, I'd be shocked uh, <laughs> if it wasn't. Uh... Gosh, when did those first books come out? 2006, 2007? Oh, yeah. Long time yeah, ago. Yeah, so like, you know, if if all the all those people, man, maybe not, maybe before then, even longer than that, probably. Yeah. The point is, yes, there there were people my age then, so I was like, uh huh, maybe twenty yeah. or so. So we're we're talking about everyone who was like eighteen. Yeah, the, gosh, I feel like the this, average reader yeah, is like pushing pushing forty at this point. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah, the yeah. point. The point. I'm pushing forty. That's own it. You know, the the point no, here I'm though still, is I'm still uh, young. I'm still thirty four mm, years young. Wow. Yeah, okay. I guess technically. I mean, I think 34, 35, 36 is what you would say mid-30s, but if you're not comfortable with that, that's fine. I'm 34 years young. Uh, How about this heat? And you can tip me, but don't tip me over. Okay. (laughs) Stephanie Myers, uh, who not that long ago said that she was very much done with the Twilight universe, has now come out and say that she has plans and has already begun writing two more Mm -hmm. books. 
two more yeah. books in well, the Twilight universe. And and she's not confirmed whether it's going to continue, like if they're going to be more like Edward-centric books, or if they're just wholly new books in the Twilight franchise. I don't know. But, but if you're a fan of the series, you can expect two more books coming from Stephanie Meyer uh, somewhere down the road. She said she probably has other things she's going to do first, but those are definitely, most definitely, in the works. Up next on the combined print and ebook fiction for New York Times bestsellers list. Uh, number 10 is Harrow the Ninth. This is the second book of the Lock Tomb trilogy mm. uh, by Tempson Murr. Harrowhawk must overcome her failing health to become an angel of undeath. Yay. <laughs> number nine. 28 Summers by Ellen Hildebrand, a relationship that started in 1993 between Mallory Blessings and Jake McCloud, comes to light while she's on her deathbed and his wife runs for president. You know what? If this started in 1993, there's a good chance they were seeing Jurassic Park on a date. You're right. Yeah. Or I guess maybe like uh, The Firm? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. With Grish. Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Number eight, First Case by James Patterson and Chris Tibbets. After getting kicked out of MIT, Angela Hoot interns with the FBI and tracks uh, murderous siblings known as the poet and the engineer. Okay, here's here's my color commentary. Has yes. James Patterson forgotten that he already has a number series? Because mm. that's really confusing. Because yeah. you already have Women's Murder Club, which I think Such the first a one of that title when you think about first it. Then. To first to die. Case, second case, third. Yeah. case. it might as well just be called first book, second book, I know. third book. I know the next one. <laughs> The next one. The one after that. The next one. Uh, Number seven, Near Dark by Brad Thor, the 19th book in the Scott Havarth series. With the bounty on his head, Havarth makes an alliance with a Norwegian intelligent operative. Hmm. Uh, You know, I was reading today to see how people in Sweden feel about the Swedish chef. Oh. You know, I've wondered that myself. They, the article was talking about how most people there don't like him, don't think he's funny, uh, saying he doesn't sound Swedish, and if he is Swedish, why is he a chef? Because that's not like an iconic Swedish thing. Yeah. Uh, and it, it kind of read that most people uh, in Sweden think he actually sounds Norwegian. Interesting. So but it, is, you, yeah. it does seem like I'm kind of surprised they can still get away with that because he's just yeah. he's just saying gibberish. I mean, if if at least he was. Speaking in actual Swedish, that would be yeah. one thing, but it seems kind of disrespectful. Yeah, he's a strange character that has kept going. He's endured. Uh, you know, but we've been watching, on your recommendation, the ABC, the short-lived ABC Muppets show. Wow, yeah, that was a while And And uh, been having a lot of fun with that. But yeah, it's. I, I guess it's the first time in a while that I've seen Swedish Chef on the regular. And I have had that yeah. thought, like, this doesn't seem cool. Like, this doesn't really seem, you know... Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, the article was talking about how people, uh, like multiple people that the uh, article uh, author had interviewed were like, we're tired of the Swedish chef and we're tired of being asked about ABBA. <laughs> so Makes perfect sense. Do you remember yeah. the article? Uh, it was from Slate.com. It was called, What Do Swedes Think of the Swedish Chef? Mm. And it's by Jeremy Stahl. The subtitle is, They Think He Sounds Norwegian. Mm. Also, they'd like you to stop asking. <laughs> So. All right, we'll share that on Twitter. Uh, how did I get to? Oh, because I don't uh, know. Norwegian intelligence yes, operative. Yes, and he sounds dark okay. Brad I'm Thor. with you. I'm with you. Yep. Uh, number six, The Order by uh, Daniel Silva. Uh, the art restorer and spy cuts his family's vacation short to investigate whether Pope Paul the Seventh was murdered. Huh. So I guess I don't the... care if you're in the middle of the volleyball <laughs> game. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, maybe a pope was murdered. Just get your towel. Janet, get your towel. You do this every vacation. The pope. It was the pope. My boyfriend's here. Don't do this You're now. You're the worst dad. And scene. Number five, The Guest List by Lucy Foley, a wedding between a TV star and a magazine publisher on an island off the coast of Ireland turns deadly. You know what I would like to see a version of uh, of the Then There Were None Agatha yeah. Christie template? Yeah. Uh, a Muppets rendition. <gasps> yes. Yeah. None of them yeah. die. They tur- none of them turns. They're all getting captured. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe like... you use the opportunity to kill the Swedish chef. Holy crap. <laughs> so, I'm, like, not, I'm not advocating for that. I'm just saying, like, that's a way out if you're looking for one. You know? Bunch of Muppets on an island. Yeah. They keep going missing. Yeah. It turns out maybe it's some celebrity who feels jilted because he wasn't on the Muppet show. Man, Pepe would be know. amazing. Pepe the King Prawn would be amazing in that production. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Silent Wife is at number four by Karen Slaughter. The 10th book in the Will Trent series, investigations of two crimes force Trent to call on his girlfriend's expertise <laughs> as a medical examiner. Uh, have you ever met anyone named Trent? I think no. not since like preschool days have I known a Trent. Trent, maybe, yeah, maybe in middle school. A Trent, I knew a Trent. So that's I a mean, name I, that's hard to take seriously. Trevor. No, I know yep. a few Travises. Yep. Have I ever known yep. a Trevor? I yes, I have known a Trevor. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't think of a Trent. Hmm. So yeah, I feel like there was one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trent, if you're a long lost friend of mine and you're listening, yeah, I'm sure Shout we had some to good all times. The Trents that have been yeah, forgotten. yeah. The Forgotten uh, Trent's Trent Lock. Number three, was it Sucker Trent? Punch. Sucker what? Punch? No, number three, Sucker Punch oh. by uh, Zack Snyder is not a great movie. <gasps> no, it's not. It's really Sucker not. Sucker Punch by Laurel K. Hamilton. Just uh, make each dream sequence different, and then maybe you've got a movie. Make everyone exactly the same. You have Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you enjoy playing the same level over and over and over again in a video game? Good news. Sucker Punch is the film Zack for you. Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch. Yeah. It's not sexist because people uh, tell me it's not. Uh, yeah. The 27th book in the Anita Blake Vampire Hunter series, the evidence that a were-leopard killed his uncle doesn't add up. Wait. What? Wait, it's the leopard's uncle? The evidence that a were leopard killed his uncle doesn't add up. So Anita Blake. Oh, a were leopard, like a, a werewolf, were-leopard. a werewolf, but a leopard. Right. Okay. So Kills... a man who right. turns into a leopard and possibly killed his uncle. No. The... Killed his were... own uncle. Did the oh, were leopard kill I his thought... own? Okay, I was thinking maybe somebody's uncle was killed by a were leopard. Yeah. But that's not true. What we're learning here is that a were leopard's uncle was killed. Okay. And everybody's saying the were leopard did it. He's being accused of killing his own uncle. Right. While... People are saying, you were leopard, you, the were leopard, yeah, killed no, no, your no. uncle. Yeah, no, no, no. That's what I thought you meant. In leopard right. form, do they assume? Yeah, probably. It was in leopard form. Okay. You think he was just in a human form? He's like, I'll kill him. Who's the author on this? Uh, this is Laurel, Laurel, Laurel K. Hamilton. Laurel K. Hamilton. Wrote a great Star Trek The Next Generation book, by the way. Oh. Well, yeah. she's been writing this Very Vampire good. Hunter series for 27 books. She sure has, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I have the powers of a leopard sometimes, but I'm going to kill you with the lame powers of man. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, uncle! Yeah, you can be aware of anything, man. You get bit by a, a, a lycanth- with lycanthropy, you're, you're a uh, you're aware of whatever. 
Get your mom. Get. I think something happened to the Pope. Get your mom. <laughs> Quick, name an animal. Uh, leopard. <laughs> yeah, you could be a weird leopard. <laughs> Did you uh, mean other than leopard? Because that's I meant a... other than a leopard, oh, okay. but it's fine. Right. Okay, yeah. boa constrictor. You could be a wear snake. Huh. Yeah. At least you wouldn't rip your clothes that way. No, you shed them. Yeah. Uh, number two, The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. The lives of twin sisters who run away from a southern black community at age 16 diverge as one returns and the other takes on a different racial identity, but their fates intertwine. Wow. Number one, 100 Weeks on the List, Where the Crawdads Sing. Cool. Amelia Owens, quiet town of North Carolina coast in 1969, a young woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect. A lot of people doing uh, Zoom Zoom book clubs right now. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a go-to right now. Well, th- yeah, that's exactly. Today was the day. Today was the day that we had our uh, oh, our yeah. book club for uh, for Crawdad. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's what everybody's read, so it's the perfect time to do that one, yeah. you know? Yeah. We could never do it while it was like at its peak. Well, I guess, I mean, it's number one, so maybe it's at its peak again. But yeah. we wanted to do it earlier, but the copies were all snatched up. But now, you know, yeah. everybody except for you and the Swedish chef have read it. Yeah. So, all right, Eric, journey with me, if you will, to the past. for you right now then well eric i started kindergarten in 1988 what about Mm. you buddy where are you i started kindergarten in 1991 wow wow yeah what a time the 90s were still young i have i've received my second sibling a Uh year ago okay it's when you say you received your second sibling it sounded like you saved box tops from like frosted (laughs) flakes and sent them in early 90s that's what you were still doing you're still collecting box tops i know i remember you mean i can have a younger brother i do remember were you excited seven box tops what (laughs) were you excited uh at the start of school years listen uh, when i look back at the 90s i don't know what was going on with me when i when i think about my like early like six years old beyond sick duck bill hair I was just a creature of pure instinct. Really? Just moving through the world chaotically. Like a, like a were-leopard. Things would happen and I wouldn't question them. I'm in, a, I'm in a school now. I don't know what a school is. Okay, this is happening now. I'm learning that there's such a thing of as a, a letter A and that astronauts are a thing and they start with the letter A. Sure, why not? This is the There's weirdest explanation of school and childhood sure, that I've ever heard. Not? I'm just saying there was never there were very few moments where I was like, "This is what a school is." I'm in school. I huh. just remember things being like, "Oh, I guess this is life now." Wow. So, so. you just little young Eric just taking his lumps, huh? Just I guess. I mean, I do remember like whatever trying, comes his way. Like, uh, having some issues, like when my mom left me at school. Oh. But like. I, I really don't remember ever like questioning like, wait a second, I just spent five years not in school. Yeah. What's this crap you're throwing at me? I was fine going to kindergarten. They asked us how to spell uh-huh. our names. And I said, uh-huh. N-I-C-O-L-A-S. And the teacher was like, you forgot a letter. And I was like, no, I didn't. She was like, yes, you did. And I was like, no, I didn't. Because there's not an H in my name, you know? Mm-hmm. So we got off on the wrong foot. Uh, mm-hmm. My kindergarten teacher's name was Miss E. She was the worst teacher I ever had in my life. And I had her for, again... For a later grade, like she moved to teach a later grade, and I had her again, and it was not a good time. The worst Listen, teacher I've, yeah, the worst I, teacher I've ever had. 
I had a few run-ins with uh, some teachers who think they knew something that I knew more than them. Huh. It's never it's never a uh, a fight you can win as a kid or a student. I had a great great teacher in fifth grade, great teacher in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. But yeah. other than that, elementary was kind of a rough haul for me. In sixth grade, I had a teacher who made it who had us watch like a film on paleontology and dinosaurs. Oh. And okay. at the end of it, she said, "Everybody, write down one thing you learned." from this movie and young Eric and was born a 20 minute little thing on, you know, this is what paleontology is like. And this is some dinosaur stuff. I was in sixth grade in sixth grade. You're yeah. talking to like a 12 year old, 13 mm-hmm. year old Eric. I was honest. I was like, I didn't learn anything from this. Oh, yeah. was like, you didn't learn a thing from this. I'm like, I already knew all this. I didn't learn anything. So I had to spend the rest of science out in the hall. That's not where I thought that story was going to go. I thought you were going to be like, your your hunger for knowledge was awoken that day or something. But no, you just had a bad attitude. For dinosaurs? No way. It sounds like I, you I did. I was learning about dinosaurs before kindergarten. I don't think you Listen, were. we've gotten off topic, and it's my fault because I'm so uh, toxic about school. So I understand. Let's, I'm, I'm going to get into it. We're starting kindergarten. I remember liking kindergarten. But, but the question that started this all that you still haven't answered yet, was the first day of school uh, something that you anticipated at all? Were you excited about the first day of school? I don't remember anything about it. I, I don't crazy. remember the first day of school. Really? Why? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, and now I'm kind of wondering if you're some sort of like programmed spy. No, I just don't remember what the first day of kindergarten was like. I probably had oh, gelled I, hair. My I mom d- probably gelled my hair. I don't know I just, what kind of backpack I I had. just mean in general, though, like at mm-hmm. the start of each school year. Like for me, I was really excited to get my school supplies. I would spend mm-hmm. a lot of time like picking out the perfect, like the coolest outfit to wear on the first day of school because like you hadn't seen your uh-huh. friends in months, you know? Oh, I moved around a lot. <sighs> permission listen, to treat I'm the sorry, permission I... to treat the witness as hostile. Great. Listen, okay. That's exactly what's going to happen whenever we talk school thing. But yeah, I, okay. I mean, I moved around a lot. I think I went to two places okay. in kindergarten. I had, I like got along with the kids in school, but yeah. I don't remember having like too many friends. I, I was a problem child. So you were, so you, years. you were not excited about the first day of school. That was not something. That, I okay. Maybe well, I was. Well, I, I was. Remember. I was. Okay. I was. I mean, All I was right. sad for the summer to end. But I was always really excited to like see my friends again and like start over, and it would be it would be a whole thing about like these are the folders I'm going to use for this subject, and like this is the cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of vests. I wore vests, you know. Especially seventh grade was the year of the vest. Anyway, we thought that since it's since it's back to school time, uh, we yeah. would talk a little bit about what was going on uh, yeah. when when we both went to kindergarten. So Eric, uh, I've got a list of some of the things that were hot. In uh, in 1988, and I think uh, let's start with music. Let's start with music. Um, let me tell you some of the 1988. Let me tell you some of the hits when I was uh, when I was going to uh, kindergarten. Okay, so uh-huh. I'm looking at like the Billboard Top 100 for uh, for 1988. Wait, 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 wait! You started kindergarten in 1988. Yeah, and you were watching 90210 uh-huh. while it was airing. Uh huh. So you were like eight years old when you were watching 902. I was probably more like ten. I don't think I started okay. like with like, but yeah, it was probably like season three. Okay. But you're you're getting off track. <laughs> I'm looking at the top 100 for 1988. Let me tell you a few. Uh, oh, Cher's on here. I found someone by Cher. Uh-huh. Uh A lot of George Michael representing here. Uh, we got Whitney Houston, One Moment in Time. Oh, a little Peter Cetera. Okay, Huey Lewis in the News, Perfect World on there. Uh, Michael Jackson's Dirty Diana. I know you're a fan of that song. I do like Dirty Diana. That's yeah, a fun one. Dirty Diana! 
Uh, Should Have Known Better by Richard Marks. Saw Richard Marks in concert, actually, with Ringo Starr. Uh, oh, some Rick. Oh, Patrick Swayze. She's like the wind. Patrick Swayze. Uh, yeah, you know, the Dirty Dancing, for like albums for the year, it was like Dirty Dancing soundtrack and Faith by George Michael. We're just like jockeying for position on the on the top of the charts. A lot of Richard you Marks in here. Right through the One Moment in Time by Whitney Houston. That was for the 1988 Summer Olympics album. Wow. That's cool. So. Man in the Mirror, uh, Michael Jackson. We got White I'm Snake. with the man in the mirror. Uh, let's... I'm him to make a change. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you the top ten. Are you ready? Yeah. Roll With It by Steve Winwood. Hands to Heaven by Breath. Could Have Been by Tiffany. Heaven is a Place on Earth. Oh, yeah, I remember that yeah. song. Belinda Carlisle. Oh, uh, baby, don't you know what that's <laughs> Oh I, boy! I had a music video idea. I, this is like in 2006. Yeah, I had a music video idea for Heaven on Earth by Belinda Carlisle that like I never filmed, but because I don't think the Catholic Church in my hometown would have given me permission to like film the music video. Mm. I, I had it. It was in my head. It was sweet. It was gonna have Jesus playing guitar at the at the end. We think it's the Pope, but we're not sure. <laughs> That's why we have to go right now. Uh, but I've unpacked everything! <laughs> so Emotional by Whitney Houston at number six. Sweet Child O' Mine by Guns N' Roses. Oh, here we go. This one has had a resurgence uh, in the last, like, five years. Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick no Astley. Hey, look at this. George yeah. Harrison. We got a Beatle on the list. Got My Mind Set on You. That was a big surprise for George Harrison having a, a song chart as high as that one did that late in his career. That Rick Roll thing. I, I was in college when that happened yeah. in uh, in 2007. Yeah. Got on YouTube. I'm like, oh, let me show you. Somebody did this fake trailer for like a Legend of Zelda movie. I click on it. just gets sent straight to that yep. Rick Roll thing. It was good times. Uh, yeah. Uh, number two, Inks, Need You Tonight. And number one, Faith by George Michael. Oh, is that the uh, I Got to Have Faith? Faith, the Faith, the Faith, the faith. The faith. Yeah. baby. Yeah, Skip right one. over Sweet Child of Mine. That's a pretty good song. I don't know it. Really? Yeah, I was in kindergarten. Oh. Okay, but you There's, knew all those others. You knew a bunch of the other songs, that's and not true. kindergarten. So that that was my that was the top ten when I was uh, when I was in kindergarten. What did you What do you got in ninety one? What's going on? Baby, baby by Amy Grant. Baby, baby. This was when uh, she made the controversial switch from Christian music, right? Maybe I was in kindergarten. Surface had their song the first time. Okay. Number eight, High Five had the track. I like the way the kissing game. Okay. Uh, Extreme had more than words. Yeah. I don't like that song. You don't like more than words? Uh, no, it's one of those songs that like wow. it moves so slowly and it drags so much. I'm done wow, with it. You have a heart of stone. Listen, maybe, but in in sixth place is EMF's Unbelievable. Whoa! Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Timmy T had one more try. Okay. Paul Abdul had Rush Rush. Don't know that one. CC Music Factory had Gonna Make You Sweat, Everybody Dance Now. Loved it back then. That was yeah. one of those songs that I knew as a kid. Oh, and sure. Like, at this point, I was like, yeah. I love it. Uh, Color Me Bad came out with I Want to Sex You Up at number two. <laughs> yeah. And Brian Adams at number one with Everything I Do, I Do For You. And I saw him last year. I was right there with you, my man. Yeah. I saw it too. Yeah. I'd be he... remiss if I didn't mention that Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch had their hit with Good Vibrations. Uh, also to the this Extreme year. by Vanilla Ice was uh, was a top-selling album okay. in the beginning of 1991. All right. So, 
uh, and Dangerous uh, debuted in the end of 1991 by mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. Wow. So, yeah, what was on that? What was the black or white? Remember the time in the mm-hmm. closet jam? Who is it? Heal the world. Given to me. Will you be there? Gone too soon. I guess I only know black and white. Is this the era of 90s music that you're into, or are you a little later 90s? Uh, I mean, there's some good stuff in the, uh, okay. in the, in like 1991, but it's kind of one of those things where like, uh, a decade has to get on a few years before you, it really starts to come into its own. Yeah. So, oh, look at uh, that. Wilson Phillips. You're in, you're in love. I still kind of like Wilson Phillips. But I'm you know what? I do feel like 1991 kind of did start its decade a little early where it was going to go. You can see, uh, yeah. where the hits are going to be. It from doesn't there. feel it, like eighties music. That's for sure. No. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of stuff were you listening to in 91? I don't know. In 1991, yeah. the Chippendale Rescue Ranger tape. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right. I mean, if I was kindergarten in 1991, I'm probably still watching Barney, you know? Wow. Uh, Disney movies. Uh-huh. I think we might have the Little Mermaid soundtrack at home at this All point. Right. Maybe not. Well, now you're talking movies. Let's take a look at movies. I'm going to tell you what was big in film in uh, mm-hmm. 1988. So here are the highest yeah. grossest... High, not highest, highest not highest grossest. Yeah. Uh, number one, Garbage Pail Kids. No, uh, highest grossing films. Number ten, it's a tie. The Naked Gun and Die Hard. Seen both of them. I like Die Hard. Big, very creepy movie. Now, I always liked it as a kid. Why did I get to watch Big as a kid. Seriously, I tried to show this. My wife had never seen it, and then in I don't know, it's been a while now. But you know, in in adulthood, I was like, oh, we should watch Big, and we watched it. We were both like, oh no, no. Oh, no, yeah. no. He had a full relationship think, with like, an adult woman. Yeah. Very you unsettling. Like a, you see, like, the foreplay at the beginning. Of the you movie. do. Why am I watching this as a kid? You certainly do, yep. yeah. It's Cocktail. Cocktail. Yet, I could not see Jurassic Park in theaters. Huh. What are you going to do? But I could watch Big on tape. I guess so. Yeah. Nobody's eating off a toilet in uh, in Big, so maybe that's maybe that's No, weird. people were snorting things off toilets in Big. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cocktail. That's a movie about Tom Cruise being a flair bartender. It's not a very good movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, number seven was A Fish Called Wanda. That's an acquired taste. I don't, I'm not sure. Are people no, still watching A Fish Called Wanda? I saw it, was... it as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it as a kid and I didn't get it. But I did watch Dangerous Creatures. I think it's Fierce Creatures. Fierce Creatures, yeah. which was the same, which was like the same group. Yeah, it's uh, not a sequel. It's just the... I don't know. I was it was I was a kid. Why am I watching these movies as a kid? I know. I like the concept. You know, I like that they like had a good time with a fish called Wanda. They were like, let's just do a different movie with the same cast. I think that's cool. You know. Yeah, but it was like a ten year difference. Was it? Was it that far? Well, that's never good. It was like the nineties, like late nineties, I think ninety seven. Number six, Rambo three. Oh, haven't seen Rambo. Haven't seen any Rambos, so I certainly haven't seen Rambo three. I have seen the first Rambo. It's good. Pretty violent, right? Uh, yes and no. It's it's different than you think it is because of, like, the later sequel's reputation. I see. It's actually a bit more, like, thoughtful in some ways than you expect. Huh. Number five, Twins. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. and, and uh, Danny DeVito. I love Twins. Weren't they going to make a new one with Eddie Murphy as, like, the, the triplet? It was going to be triplets. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think that ever... I don't think, I don't think that's, a, like, a corona problem. I think they just kind of... Back oh, to that was from... a few years ago that yeah. was happening, yeah. Look, I would have seen it. I'm I would have seen it. Uh number four, yeah. Crocodile Dundee two. Haven't seen those movies in a long Ooh. time. I haven't I seen those in a good long did time. See the second one, but I didn't like it. Not yeah. like I liked the first one. Yeah. 
Number three, Coming to America. I love Coming to America. Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall. You not a fan? I've never seen it. Really? Well, they're definitely doing a sequel to that one, so you got to get on board. Yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, at number two, also a great movie. Uh, yeah, our love it. past guest to the show, Mike Quinn, worked on uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We didn't talk much about it, but he did. One of uh, those films that you can just kind of like look at it and be like, oh, that's a perfect movie. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with Who Framed Roger yeah, Rabbit. Bob Hoskins, you know what I was thinking? Perfect in that movie. I was, uh, Chris Lloyd, perfect I, I in that movie. Yeah. Finally, Rain Man. Rain Man. Another, yeah. another Tom Cruise, Dustin Hoffman. Great movie. The only one on here I haven't seen is Rambo 3, so I guess I got to watch the Rambo movies. All right. What's going on in 91, Eric? All right, so I have two lists here because in 1991, Home Alone is the third highest grossing movie of the year, but that had come out in 1990. Mm. That movie made so much stupid money. Oh, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not reading from that list, but just so you know, in third place was Home Alone because it made so much money in 1991, even though it had come out in November. But in you know what? some ways, that's kind of like the first of its kind like i can't think of a ton of movies that that um you know have, have i mean i guess you could look to like old school like dennis the menace kind of vibe or even sure. like a a pippy longstocking but it, you know it was a pretty unique movie in 1990 yeah i, I mean i saw it in theaters i remember that crystal clear i remember yeah. seeing both of them in theaters you know what though we're, we're in the era now too or still in the era where movies were playing longer yeah. so like now you know a movie comes out in november it's on dvd in december yeah but anyway number 10 the naked gun two and a half the smell of fear hey the first naked gun was on my list yeah never seen it i don't think maybe i did i was i can't remember they all blend together to me i feel like i've seen all three but father of the bride in 1991 (gasps) with steve martin and diane keaton and george newburn who would later play uh superman superman eric we did a production of father of the bride together yeah you played the bride no don't no, you directed are... it. I played the father. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's well, how it actually happened. You had been in a production of it, though. I did. I did a dinner theater production of Father of the Bride when I was in high school. Yeah. So I've done that show like 50 or 60 times. <laughs> uh, Sleeping with the en- Enemy is at number oh, eight. Julia Roberts. Yes. That that movie's intense. I almost rewatched it. We were looking for a movie the other night, and I was like, uh, man, we should watch Sleeping with the Enemy. Maybe I will I now. saw it on TV back in like 2005. Yeah. Uh, the Adams Family is at number seven. Okay. Uh, the first Adams Family. Never really with, cared uh, so much about those movies. I remember liking that as a kid. Yeah, I remember laughing hilariously at the second one, where uh, where Thing is trying to communicate that the family's in trouble, and uh, Gomez is just like, "You're stuttering. You know I can't understand you when you're stuttering." Yep. Raul Julia, the, the late great Raul Julia. Yeah. In that uh, role who absolutely uh, nailed the role of M. Bison. Yes, in Street Fighter. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, Yeah, Adam's Family uh, is at number seven. Number six. All right, I I got some information to defend my own uh, opinions here, but number six is Hook by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, you got a real Uh, problem with Hook. Not just me, a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, my friend. That's crazy. Do not pretend that I'm the only one. Even Spielberg has come out and said he's disappointed with that film. So good. Bangarang. No one. No one likes that movie. Most people do. It's fine. Not most people. 29%, you maniac. Yeah, but who's... You who's gonna cannot... go? Who's gonna go on Rotten Tomatoes and be like, "Hook was a pretty good movie"? No, you either go because you love it or you hate it. Listen, 
Well, no one was. <laughs> you know, tru- truthfully saying. though, truthfully, I had never heard that Hook was not a well liked movie until you came into my life. So. <laughs> until I came and ruined everything. You took something precious from me. <laughs> I listen. I I don't really understand it because when I saw this as a kid, I hated it. That's weird. Yeah, there you are. I did have a friend though who also liked. Besides you, he was like, "When they're suing the Hook thing, is so cool." I'm like, "I don't know, Brian." My friend's name was Brian. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, Brian sounds cool. All right, what else? 1993 what else was considered a comeback year for Spielberg with Jurassic Park and uh, Schindler's List. Uh-huh. It's crazy that he did those two movies in the same year. That's a good year. Number five is City Slickers. I've never seen this. Billy Crystal? Actually, I don't Billy think Crystal. I've seen City Slickers. Jack Palance? I love Palance 90s Slicker. Billy Crystal. How have I not seen City Slickers? That doesn't seem right. Number four is The Silence of the Lambs. <gasps> oh. Jodie Foster. I remember Never seen it. Uh, you've never seen it? No. I've seen it. It's very good. Uh, very creepy. I won't make my wife watch it, but uh, it, it is very good. So kind of crazy. It was one of those things that I think it was like the first horror film blockbuster like that to win uh, an Oscar. Okay. Number three is Beauty and the Beast, which actually came out in November as well. So um, Or December. It, it Your came list out is crap. What? No, just kidding. Because it's, cause it's so, the end. Of- no, I'm saying it came out in November 1991. Mm. So it made uh, a lot of its money the following year. I saw Beauty and the Beast in theaters. I remember that. Mm. Actually, it's the only film on this list I saw in theaters. Oh, okay. Number two is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I saw that in theaters. Did you? I did, yeah. In 1992? Uh, so yeah. how old are you in 1992? Eight? Nine. Yeah. All right. Did you like it in... Ni- I mean, I guess in... At nine, this would seem like the coolest movie in the world. Yeah, I do remember liking it, but there's a part where somebody gets their hands cut off, and that really stayed with me. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good thing you can watch Silence of the Lambs then yeah. in 1991. Yeah, I don't think I would have liked uh, it, no. I watched this in school in, like, 2000... Gosh, maybe it was 2000. And I just remember thinking, like, this isn't good, is it? I, I watched uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights before I watched Prince of Thieves. Okay. So a lot of the jokes I just thought were funny, and then I found out they were making fun of Prince of Thieves specifically. Uh, number one, one of the greatest films ever made, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And then you uh, liked uh, all of the subsequent Terminator sequels after that. All right, let's move on to true. the next... Not true. All right. Uh, let's say books Beauty for last. Beauty is pretty good. That was, uh, that was also Oscar nominated. Yeah. So yeah, that was, was a big like deal the at the time. Too. Animated film to win a, or yeah. be nominated for best film, yeah. period. Yeah. So kind of a, a crazy year at the Oscars, I it guess. It was. It certainly yeah. was. Beauty and the Beast was a big deal. Let me give you the, uh, the top 10 on the Nielsen ratings for the 88 to 89 season. A couple of, couple of honorable mentions that don't crack the top 10 for me, would be a show called The Hogan Family. It was an early uh, Jason Bateman sitcom that I loved. I would watch it right now if it was on, but it's not available anywhere. Uh, but the top ten is Anything But Love. Very, very much a, uh, a show of its time. That was uh, Richard Lewis. You know Richard Lewis? Mm, yes. Okay. Richard Lewis and J.B. Lee Curtis. And that was a show that was like popular, but the but the production company was like, yeah, it's a lot of work. We don't want to do this anymore. So it actually wasn't canceled by the network, but the production company was just like, let's wrap this up. But kind of a weird deal because Jamie Lee Curtis was like at the peak of her Jamie Lee Curtisness. So uh, number nine is Empty Nest, which was a spinoff of the Golden Girls. Richard Mulligan uh, starred as Harry Weston, a doctor. Did you ever see mm-hmm. this show? 
Had a dog no. named Dryfus. Nothing. Love it. No. Also, not available anywhere. You can't stream it. It's not on DVD. Look, Number- listen, unless it was yeah. a, a Disney cartoon show or a very adult Tom Hanks comedy. I wasn't watching it as a kid. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Uh, number eight, my girl Angela Lansbury and Murder, She Wrote. Sure. Boy, I'm telling you what. The, the the songs and the movies I saw like later in life and listened to later in life. But I feel like I was watching all of these shows you at this point. You were in front of the TV watching Seriously. Prime Time. I know. 1988. <laughs> Kindergarten, you were like, did you watch Murder, She Wrote? Number seven, Who's the Boss? How do you cancel Who's yes, the Boss right, I did without the boss. resolving the Tony Angela situation? Like, sure, of yeah, course they get together. Threatening to bring it back now. That's insane. Without Angela. Without Angela. Don't do it. Number six, The Golden Girls. Still funny. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Still you funny know, even today. I watched a lot of Golden Girls, but I yeah. know I watched some Golden oh, Girls sure. as a kid. Everyone did. Probably a lot of that dirty humor went over my head. <laughs> That show's pretty filthy, actually. Yeah, I know. If yeah. you go back and watch it now, you're like, whoa. Uh, mm-hmm. Number five, uh, 60 Minutes. Tick, tick, mm-hmm. tick, 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 Number yes. four, Cheers. You were a big... Yeah, I watched I Cheers. I did not watch Cheers as a kid. I watched Cheers. I remember I remember really clearly watching the final episode of Cheers yeah. and being like, this is a big deal. In the 80s or like er, like when I was before kindergarten, I was watching like Small Wonder or whatever it was called. Yes, I love Small Wonder. So. Yeah, she's fantastic. Made of plastic. Yep. Yeah, Punky Brewster. Punky. So. <laughs> Another show that's back. Going to be on Peacock. There's a new Punky yeah. Brewster. Without yeah. George Gaines, who passed away. Sure. Uh, number nice. three, A Different World. Uh-huh. Number two, Roseanne, which I saw but never really liked. Yeah, why did I watch any Roseanne as a I kid? don't know. Why, again! I'm not sure. I couldn't see Jurassic Park in theaters, but I'm watching Big and Roseanne? What the crap? Yep. I, yep. My mom listens to this podcast. I shouldn't be calling out this stuff. <laughs> I just don't understand. Yeah, yeah, it's I weird. I was the first watch know. it. Need to yeah. see what's on. Yeah. Uh, finally, number one NBC show about the Huxtable family, starring Felicia Rashad and Malcolm Jamal Warner. Dallas on the uh, on the lowdown here. Dallas is number twenty nine. Did you watch Dallas? Not good for primetime soaps. We got Dallas. We got Knots Landing at the very bottom. Wonder Years still hanging on. Uh, Head of the class. I did watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Growing Pains. I did watch. Yeah. And Elf. Yeah. So it's a good time. It was a good time for TV. What's uh, what's your TV? I don't have the top ten. You know what I got? I've got the shows that are debuting oh. in 1991. Okay. To give you a sense of where we are in 1991. Blossom debuts. Yeah. That's uh, good stuff. I, I wasn't watching Blossom, but I was watching The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Okay. I watched The Pirates of Dark Water, the Hanna-Barbera oh, like, sure. dark fantasy thing. Yes. Clarissa explains it all. I love that. Uh, so Nickelodeon, I guess, is the thing right here in yeah. 1991. Because Doug also premieres in 1991. The show Dinosaurs. Did you watch uh, yes, Dinosaurs I, as a yep. kid? Yep. Salute Your Shorts airs in 1991. Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy Show, and Doug were all in 1991. Uh, over on Fox Kids, Nick, Tasmania. They sure. Yeah, it was airing. Uh, Darkwing Duck. Were you, did you watch Darkwing Duck live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Bucky O'Hare, I remember liking, but I don't think it lasted long. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario World, the show. I, I loved it. I had the macaroni and cheese. Oh, it's so bad. And we had the game. I loved it. Yep. The James Bond Jr. Yeah. interviewed a writer of said show. I did, yeah. Yeah, go back and find our interview with Mel Gildan. We talk a little bit about James Bond Jr. I didn't watch Home Improvement 
as a kid okay. when it was like early on. Oh, I did. I, that would be later in the, I think. But yeah, yeah, all those cartoons I watched, Step by Step was 1991. You yeah. know, I always thought Step by Step was later. But That's, I guess it just lasted for six seasons. It, yeah, it was it was a long one there. And uh, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Oh, I loved it. The Jerry Springer Show. No, not a fan. The Disney Channel did Adventures in Wonderland. Mm, I don't remember that. You know what's crazy? I I watched all of those cartoons, all yeah, of them. Yeah. All right. I what's the next topic? Uh, final final on the list here is uh, the books. So Ooh. I'm looking at the New York Times bestsellers list for 1988. So I'm just going to run you through the year. We start the year with The Tommy Knockers by Stephen King. You uh, love Tommy Knockers. Never read it. In, uh, no, but you love the Tommy Knockers. No, wait, not Tommy Knockers. Night Knocker. Yeah, I like the Night Knocker in, yeah, in the Institute. Yeah, yep. that was the only Tommy Knockers. Uh, and then Bonfire of the Vanities by Tom Wolfe takes over. Stays on the list from January 24th to March 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have The Icarus Agenda by Robert Ludlum, which I haven't read, though the first Born Identity book is great. I love that book. Okay. We have Zoya by she's Danielle Still, yeah. still at the top of the list my whole life. Yep, yep she's the queen. Alaska by James, James Mishner. <laughs> You've never known a world without Danielle Steele. I have it. No, I have it. It's Danielle Steele's world. I'm just going to kindergarten in it. Yep. Uh, the Cardinal and the Kremlin. Hey, a Jack Ryan book. Sequel mm-hmm. to Hunt for Red October, mm-hmm. topping the list from August 7th or to October yeah. 23rd. Then we have Anne Rice with The Queen of the Damned. And finally, mm-hmm. The Sands of Time by Sidney Sheldon. Sidney Sheldon, I feel like, is an author that didn't quite last past the time. You know what I mean? Like, now I feel like I mostly see Sidney Sheldon books uh in book sales and things you know mm-hmm. like i don't see yeah. a lot of people picking up sydney sheldon books now these days no. so no so that's it that's my that's my list of uh bestsellers what about you uh all right so this is the bestsellers list for uh did you do the top 10 again i just did the whole year yeah the whole year okay then i got the planes of passage by gene m Yorl in 1991 the secret pilgrim by uh john lecare Cold Fire by Dean Koontz. Look at this. Oh, Heartbeat, my gosh. Danielle Steele. There she is. Cirrus of Kel, uh, David Eddings. Love Music, Loves to Dance by Mary Higgins Clark. Hey, do you remember that uh, that lottery ticket, Mary Higgins Clark book that you read? <laughs> for more on that, you can go listen yeah, to our Mary, yeah, Higgins, our Mary Higgins Clark episode. <laughs> uh, for some reason, June 23rd, Oh, The Places You'll Go oh, by Dr. Grad- Seuss. Graduation. I mean, that's the, gra- that's the graduation book to this day. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Uh, Heir to the Empire. Was yes. A very short time. For yeah, one, one week. week. Yep. By Timothy Zahn. Big business. Uh, so, yeah. The Kitchen God's Wife by Amy Tan. The Sum of All Fears by Tom Clancy. Is that a Jack Ryan book? I believe Jack Ryan, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, then, sure, because Ben Affleck is is yeah. Jack Ryan in that movie. And then the last bestseller of the year from October to December is Scarlet by uh, Alexandra Ripley. Oh, yeah, like sequel that's, to Gone with the Wind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Wow, that, um, that's a good long haul on the list there. Yeah, hey, real quick, though. In 1991, yes. Sega releases Sonic the Hedgehog for the Sega Genesis. Oh, I remember. Then becomes a pack-in game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Street Fighter Two yep. enters the arcades for yep. the first time. Uh, the Super Nintendo is launching in... Uh, 
uh, or uh, Super Mario World is launching in uh, Japan or uh, in here in America. Uh, let's see, Legend of Zelda is on its way. Any any big? Oh, uh, Civilization begins. Oh, the Civilization series begins. Were you like a day one adopter of? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog in 1991. I was so I I was like I remember the marketing for the Sega Genesis was everywhere. It was like, bananas like too. Like dropping Sega. leaflets from the sky, kind of everywhere. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was saving up big time for a Sega Genesis. Uh-huh. Uh And I remember I went to the store with my grandpa, and he was like, "Well, wouldn't you rather just have some new games for your Nintendo?" And I was like, "No, I have to get a Sega." And he gave me the rest of the money for it, and we got a Sega, and it came with Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. My so version you would have of got it then in uh, like ninety one or ninety two. Yeah, because... I definitely had the old, like the big chunky old Sega, yeah. and my Sonic the Hedgehog cartridge says "Not for Resale" across the yeah. front of it because it was the one that came with the console. Yeah, it came out in uh, uh, June nineteen ninety one. Yeah, I had family or friends that had Sonic, so I got to play like each of the three Sonic games in pieces, mm. but never had it. But I did like the cartoons, both of them. Oh okay, yeah. So. Especially the serious one. The goofy one, yeah. yes, but the serious one's a yeah. lot of fun. Do you feel in touch with your kindergarten self? Yes, sure. Do you? Now, uh, now that you know what was no, going on listen, in the world. I've got, a lot of, I've got a lot of love for my times in kindergarten, I guess, in yeah. preschool. It's not until later that uh, I really started to sour on school. Okay. So, but yeah, I mean, kindergarten. But sour fine. you did, you little sour sure patch did. kid. But I mean, in kindergarten, you know. Yeah. What are you really doing? Kindergarten's a I good learned time. That, it, I learned that uh, astronaut starts with A. I learned that there's still not an H in my name, Miss E. Mm. Golly. Yeah. Don't think you can just pull some random dinosaur info yeah. off your VHS you collection and show it in science class and expect some kids to be like, oh, dinosaurs, uh, paleontologists dig up bones. Oh. Who were your best friends in kindergarten? I, again, I could not tell you. Really? Yeah, I remember I, it so I know, well. I think I was recovering. I, I had epilepsy in kindergarten. Oh, My life was well, different. That is a little different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> traumatic traumatic brain injury would probably keep your Brandon Earls was mine. Brandon Earls, Dan Manson, okay. Rochelle Hamlin, Katie Penn. Those those were my that was my core, my posse. I still talk to most of them to this day. I didn't really make like long. I I remember my friends' names from second grade and on. Who is your oldest friend that you still keep in even somewhat regular contact with, even a couple times a year? Uh, I guess it's my friend Matt. All right. We've got a couple of book clubs coming up for uh, some library news. Uh, we're doing, at the end of the month, we're doing 1984 as part of the Banned Books Book Club uh, for that week. And then we're going to be doing uh, Mexican Gothic for uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. Yep, we're doing a back-to-back thing for, for Halloween where we're reading uh, Frankenstein and then we're reading Dark Descent of Elizabeth Frankenstein and kind of looking at the two of them together. So that's that's going to be two separate book clubs. But yeah, Band Book Week and uh, Mexican Gothic is, is coming up. So check those out. We'll probably be out on the front terrace doing that. We had a good time with the Star Trek one uh, and with um, uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. So hope you can join us for those book clubs. Anything else you want to add to the good people of the All the Book Show? Uh... Dream On. Yeah. When did Dream On come out? Is that relevant to our conversation? No, it's the 70s. Darn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go listen to some uh, late 80s music, so uh, I got to go. Uh, yeah, she later became the leader of the Morlocks in a fight against Callisto. 
Storm. Okay. All right. Storm. Yes. Storm, everybody. Okay. Previously on X Men. All right. Jeez. At your local podcast store. Do we get a cut of this? It just seems like a lot of. All right. All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the All the Book Show. We'll see you next time when we're talking about Storm. <gasps> no, that's not true. Okay. Bye. Bye.